Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at B'nai Torah Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today we're talking about how we got the name See Me, Hear Me, Love Me, and what it means to all of us. So I'm sitting at the square table with three of my favorite parents, Martina and Harris Newman, and Lynn Sasso, who actually helped um, find this perfect, fabulous, wonderful name for us. So I'm going to let um, Martina and Harris and Lynn introduce themselves to you and tell you about their children and how we all got to this table together. And then we'll go into our discussion about the name. So Martina, I know you barely have a voice today, but take it away. Thank you. Um, my name is Martina Newman and um, I have two boys, um, excuse me, I'm sorry, ages uh, four and six. and. We got here because um, when my older boy was six months old, we joined Karen's class and we just absolutely um, love her and all of her tips and wise information. And so um, we were just so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Harris, if you'll tell us a little bit more about the boys, too. Sure. So I'm Harris Newman. My wife, Martina, is a stay-at-home mom. I work uh, pretty long hours, so I, I see the kids limited morning and night, so Martina has lead on really the raising of the kids, to give some background. Um, Garrett, our six-year-old, is uh, an active, very sensitive boy, um, a good kid, while Drew is four, extremely energetic, can't sit still, and imitate looks like me and acts like me. <laughs> So. Completely. It is yes. a mini Harris. Interesting. So. Interesting. So that's uh, that's got its pluses and its stresses for you. Pluses, well, yes. Yes and no. So Garrett is a, a stay-at-home kid. Doesn't want to leave the house. Where Drew, if I say, I'm going to the store. Okay, Daddy, I'm coming with you. Awesome. So. Awesome. He's a pretty cool mini me, if you ask me. <laughs> okay, Lynn? Uh, my name is Lynn Sasso. I am a stay-at-home mom, former attorney, and uh, I have two children. Stella, my daughter, is almost four, and Tyler, my son, is almost six. Uh, And I've known Karen since my son, who's now almost six, was almost two. Uh, And she's just one of my favorite people in the world, and I'm very, very privileged to be sitting here. And what's really amazing to me, because I know these families so very well, and can celebrate their children, their choices, their parenting style forever, I also know that they experience a lot of stress being parents. And so the reason that we're all here at this table together is something that Martina said at a parenting discussion 
one evening with Harris sitting right next to her. And um, it captured something that I thought resonated with parents all over the universe for Time Eternal. And um, when I was looking for the name of the podcast, I went, oh, I really want to use this. So I'm going to have Martina try to tell you that story and of, of, of this quote that she gave. And then I'll tell you about the name that was not available for us. Um, and after Martina, I want Harris to talk about what his reaction was hearing Martina describe parenting this way because it was something that um, came, I didn't expect, So, but it blew me away. So, Martina, can you tell us that story? Sure. I mean, I, I think we were talking about it was um, social and emotional um, experiences with our kids. And um, I said when we were you know, in a group discussion, um, that sometimes I feel like I'm alone on a boat and it is just sailing, (laughs) just sailing. sailing. Um, and you know, for me, what being alone on the boat is, you know, it's every time your child has that, um, temper tantrum in the middle of a toy store or grocery shopping and the eyes are just staring at you. Um, and you know, People are looking at you and you think, oh my goodness, what's, you know, what's happening? What do I do? I'm all by myself. Nothing is working. No, trying to bribe. Bribery (laughs) doesn't always work. Um, But having that feeling that, you know, as a parent, am I doing the right thing in this situation? Am I, um, is there, could I be doing it better? Um, And so sometimes it's nice when there are other people on the boat with you. Um, to, that you feel like you're in the same situation. But then a lot of times as a parent, I'm learning, even after having one child, the second child can't compare kids. Right. All new situations, all different um, circumstances. So that is, it's a process that we go through and it's just learning experiences and trying to figure out, you know, I can handle this. This is a situation that... Um, I can I can learn from and next time I might encounter feeling that loneliness that oh my gosh I don't know what to do but I'll get through it because it eventually something will happen and we'll figure it out. You always figure it we out. We always figure it out. Did but the boat get bigger and bigger on you as the kids uh, got older? Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> the boat, so now it's the Titanic. It's, it's a yacht. That's right. It's a Titanic. <laughs> and some days it's coming close to icebergs. It, yeah. it is. Yeah. And it, you feel like you might be crashing in mean, the days that you Can get, we sell the yacht? Uh, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like the days that you get peed on, pooped on, vomited on all at the same time. And it's like, huh. Is this going to end? Am I going to crash? Okay, and of course, we all expected Harris to be that nurturing, supporting teammate. And what did he say when Martina said, I feel like I'm alone on the boat? I said, well, you're the captain. (laughs) (laughs) And he was on the dinghy next to it, kind of waving. Waving as I went off to work. (laughs) See you later. Off to work I go. (laughs) Did it surprise you when she said that? Not really, because I can... I can see when Martina gets that frustration. She kind of takes it on on her own, and we have different approaches. So that's Martina's approach. My approach is kind of, they're kids. Obviously, if they're not behaving, I'm just going to leave the situation. If I'm in blow up the boat, sell the boat, get another boat, put the kids on, we'll start all over. If I'm in a restaurant and they're (laughs) they're not behaving, 
we leave. We go home. That's it. I'm not going to... It's not enjoyable and it's not... It's just too frustrating to sit there and, and to deal with it as compared to changing. So how, on a scale of 1 to 10, how stressful um, is the parenting, family life, not being on the boat, on the boat? How's that for you? I think it's very different because of, like I mentioned, my limited hours. I see the kids for... A half hour in the morning, and if I'm lucky, I see him for 45 minutes to an hour at night. So my main exposure to him is on the weekends. So it's it's a completely different to what Martina deals with on a, a daily basis. Because you get to be fun dad. I am fun dad. Yes, that's we. That was the deal that we. That made. was the deal. I'm the fun. <laughs> you know, I did when they were babies. I didn't want to come home and change diapers. I wanted to be fun dad. Yeah. I wanted to play. Yeah, yeah. And it works really well except there's going to be those moments when you feel more alone because because you don't get to be the fun uh, mom. I'm not in fact I'm the grumpy one the grumpy mom yes. yeah that's, that's, that's what they call her, me grumpy. Martina's nickname at home is the grumpy mommy oh and you let them or you uh, I'm about to start at it <laughs> oh. okay we're gonna come back and we'll have that discussion another time so I love that idea alone on the boat because whether it's um for dads that are only fun dads, I think it is pretty typical of moms everywhere. And I do remember that first conversation. It was we had that sign that said, halt, don't do anything when you're hungry, angry, tired. Exactly. Or lonely. And I was like, oh, but parents don't get lonely. We're the grown-ups in the room. And I went, no, no. This is one of the loneliest things you do. Um, and Lynn, you had a great quote that night, too, because that's the night you said, I get in the car, pack up the kids, start the day with a smile on my face, knowing it's going to be the best day ever. And before we get to the end of the street, we can all melt down and lose that, and it's evaporated out from under us. So... That was a name I wanted because I want this conversation to be about sharing the struggle without judgment, without a right way to do it, and without the snarkiness of the real world out there that comes at you from all directions. But that name wasn't available because some other mom is sailing a boat with her child. And I was like, no, no, too many boats out there. So I, I put out the all call. I need help with names. And Lynn, in her beautiful, fabulous, organized way, made me a list of possible names. And everyone I showed the list to, everybody went, see me, hear me, love me. See me, hear me, love me. So Lynn, where did it come from? Um, well, first I have to say I, I was so... I take that request very seriously as you know uh, so I really thought about it and I, I thought who is gonna listen to this and what will attract them to press play so then I thought it's gonna be frazzled sleep-deprived moms it's gonna be moms dealing with guilt of going back to work or not going back to work it's gonna be moms and dads trying to find their way down the complex road of parenthood and what would attract them to this because what this is going to be even though I hadn't heard any of it but knowing you was going to be something that would add light and hope and positivity to their day. So I, w I really wanted to do well with my assignment of, of thinking of names. Um, so then I started thinking, well, what? let's describe the kids. And I started thinking of why am I separating just the kids? It's about everyone. We're all the same. The kids are just small-sized humans. They're not this other foreign species. They want the same things that we want. Everybody wants the same things. Whether you're two, five, 90, it doesn't matter. We all want to be seen, we all want to be heard, and we all want to be loved, unconditionally, as we are, without exception, at every moment. 
We all want that, children, adults, all of us. So that's kind of where it came from. Um, and it, I, and then once I came up with the name and, I, and you liked it and you know, then I started thinking about it more and it really applies to all relationships, a parent and child, a husband and a wife, a brother and a sister, uh, it's just Forgot a universal. Even that isn't at the forefront of my brain yet. Thank right. you. Yeah, sure. It's just, you know, I've been thinking of it and it's so universal that if you build that foundation of I see you, I hear you, I love you as you are, then the rest of the relationship is built on solid ground. And so that's especially important for the little ones, but it's really important for all of us. I think that was the magic of the name, was knowing that it was talking about the little people and it was talking about us as the grown-ups. And that especially the pressures in this very, I mean, our, our topic last few week was how parenting today is like parenting in a fishbowl. And so you want people to see you, hear you, and love you, not judge you for those choices, or not make every choice feel like the wrong choice. And whatever philosophy you choose, that you can tweak it and customize it for each of your children and for yourselves. And that maybe mom and dad aren't gonna always be consistent with each other, but they will be consistent with themselves. So there's a million ways. And, and that was the gift, was knowing that it was about seeing, hearing, and loving the parents, seeing, hearing, and loving the children. and. And even for me, putting this out there in the world was like, oh, I'm growing too. And so let this be a gift and imperfect as it's going to start because we, we aren't here to put out something perfect. We're here to be in relationships. We're here to find our way through, through trial and error. Wow, we did it. We're mm -hmm. going to do this with See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. So... Um, I, unbelievably, we're running out of time. So what I want to hear is what that promise or hope would mean to see, hear, and love your children, um, or if you want, to, to, to your co-partner, you know, to find out how you would do this better. So Harris, we're going to let you go first. How, what does see me, hear me, love me mean to you? And they're, what? They're deep words. Yeah. I, I, they're words that you know, thinking about it, something that we should put up on the wall that you see every day. What a good idea! Yeah. <laughs> no, they really are. So, I mean, thinking about my relationship with Martina, I, I don't always do it. So I don't, I don't always hear her. I, you know, always love her. Don't always hear what she's saying and, and override her. And when, especially when it comes to the kids, you know, where the kids drop something on the floor, Martina doesn't want them to pick it up, eat it, and I say, eh, go ahead, it's fine. But you know what I love? Maybe that's part of the thing of having these three crazy phrases together is it might not be all three at once. It might be, I don't see you today and I'm really not listening, but I'm going to love you anyway. And so maybe it is a pick and choose once in a while as we go through the process. So that's a good plus for us. I, it could be. It could be. So, But the, the unconditional love is, is the most important for any relationship to, to survive. And it's something that I try to give... Martina and the kids that unconditional love it doesn't matter what they do or, or what happens I love them they might not be right and we'll try to correct it but they're my kids they can count on you yes okay. and that'll be there for them yeah. Martina well I mean when you just think about the busyness of everyday life the see me hear me love me is not hard um it's, it can be challenging because 
you might have a day where, you know, I, I think back two days ago, I, I ran, I think I was in the car like 10 times and I went to like seven different stores and I was um, lugging my little guy with me. And I know that there were times when he wanted to do something else. And I, I needed, there were, I needed to get these things done. So I think it, for me, it's just, you know, constantly take the moment to stop, think, prioritize, listen um, to whoever it is that you're with. Um, And then just, you know, I, I see you, I hear you, I love you. And maybe taking that and acknowledging with my little guy that probably would have solved one tantrum on Tuesday. <laughs> but it's um, true that no, on any given day, there's going to be a million other things knocking you off course. And it's like that idea of life balance. Somebody said once, there's no such thing as balance. It's balancing. And so the same thing with see me, hear me, love me. It's that reminder that says, oh, maybe I should stop and pause. Right. Right. Maybe, maybe I should listen to you for just one second. <laughs> just one second. <laughs> Instead of being in mode. Yeah, you know, you yeah. just get in, in like... A mode and you just become you know busy and you just lose sight of it's true what's around so. it's true. Lynn how would you hope to see me hear me love me I just hope like like we've been saying you have to kind of remind yourself to do it even though it's when you hear it you think oh yeah that makes sense it's so basic and it's such a need that everybody has but you forget and I think stripping it down to that basic level um, even your relationship with your child, stop and say, I'm not going to look at you as mom versus kid. I'm going to look at you as another person talking to another person. Um, and with, you know, spouse relationships, sometimes I want my husband to see me not as mom, not as the chef, not as the carpool driver, but me as me as a person, just like him as his own person. I love it because it also says that there's this responsibility not on how we look at each other, but it's a responsibility from within ourselves that says, and I have to stay in touch with who I am apart from all these roles and apart from these crazy expectations that I might have brought to these roles. Absolutely. Just remember to be seen as who you are. Right. You're always changing. Right. And, you you know, as a mom and um, one that is wearing many hats all the time. I think you forget that for yourself. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a reminder to yourself to, to see yourself as you, the you that is not just mom, chef, chauffeur, you as a regular human being like everybody else. I love this so much, and I love it that you guys have been part of shaping this and making this come into a new kind of reality. I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm pretty excited. And so in closing, I'm just going to share that our logo that was designed by friend, educator, artist Timothy Leisner is a self-portrait done um, on the level of a four or five-year-old. But it's this idea of that every action, behavior, and feeling that a child has is an act of self-defining, self-creation. And so the self-portraits we're used to, the arms and legs come out of the head, the eyes could be wobbly, the feet are gonna be crazy, but so are their emotional lives, and so are their behavioral choices. And so right now, this is about creating the self-portraits for who we are as parents, as people, and for our children to be able to do the same. I thank you so much for being a part of today. Thank you. See me, hear me, love me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) 
So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow, listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey, loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to The Front and the Follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.